What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Dad Needs to Talk. I'm your host, Robert, and today, today we're going to be talking about freaking One Piece live action and a couple of very dope games I've been playing lately. So, this episode, I'm going to keep things pretty short and tight, hopefully, because uh, it's pretty late, but like I said, I just wanted to talk, get my thoughts out and all that stuff. So, as usual, if this is your first time here, then welcome, but... If you're a returning listener and or watcher, then welcome back. Y'all know here at Danny's to Talk, it's all about father and family, manga, anime, TV, and video games. So, I'm going to just dive right in, wasting little to no time. Ain't going to be much life and family talk this episode. That'll be next time. But, One Piece live action, y'all. This past weekend... A lot of things were predicted, a lot of things were said, like, man, it's going to be a different era between One Piece Live Action coming out, Starfield coming out for games, and other stuff in between, and I'm not here to talk about Starfield, because I'm probably not going to play it, or I might dabble into it later on, but that's for another day. One Piece Live Action, out the gate, I'm going to say, they did it. They did it, they did it, they did it. They knocked it out the park. And it is so freaking clear how much love, attention, and passion was poured into the series. Um, I think I think I heard that this is probably the biggest budget that Netflix, or one of the biggest budgets that Netflix spent on a series. Um, and it makes sense with all the different stuff One Piece has going on for it, as far as like all the special effects, the different food. Devil Fruit abilities, the sets, all that stuff, whatever. But just even in the lead up to the show coming out, all the marketing, the different interviews with the cast, and the biggest one that really, for me, warmed my heart and set the tone of what was to come was Anaki, the actor who plays Luffy in the live action One Piece. He got to meet Oda, the author and creator of One Piece, and they did this very awesome, it, it was maybe like a five minute or so video, something like, I don't know, it wasn't super long, definitely less than ten minutes from what I remember, of a little conversation that they had where they got to meet and stuff, whatever, and the moment where Oda pretty much says, like, tells Inaki that when he saw his audition tape and everything that he was like, that's Luffy, and that I can't see anybody else playing him. And just like the look and the tears on Inaki's face when Oda said that to him. And them embracing and hugging set the tone. And then the show came out and just like knocked it out of the park. Now, I'll say up front, I feel like the casting, for the most part, they pretty much got on point. Man, Usopp, super dope. Like, his actor was on point. I know they, the, the ladies loving Usopp even more. Um, you know, now with the live action, uh, Mihawk was on point. Nami, shout, shout out to, uh, what's her name? I think her name was uh, Emily. Emily Verd, I believe. Shout out to her. Great Nami. She's, and I, I've been watching some interviews and stuff with her. And she's like super hardcore nerd. Like she actually watches and reads One Piece. She's been 
they, they did an interview with her talking about like all the different nerdy stuff that she watched, anime stuff growing up and through life and da 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 da. Um, and Naki, great as Luffy. Now, I will go and say this up front, just for anybody that's curious, whatever. Um, I, I'm, I, there might be some spoilers in this, whatever, but it, it, it's kind of weird because one thing I want to definitely mention up front is that this is not a one-to-one adaptation of the anime or the manga. This is its own thing. So, if you were watching or listening to this and you haven't checked out the live action yet or whatever, just know it is okay. Go into it and give it a chance. Because um, honestly, like like a lot of us, we all know the, the very long and storied bad reputation that live action series have or live action adaptations of anime and manga stuff have uh, especially stuff like this and so I honestly went into it just like a baseline just like you know what I'm going to give this an honest and fair shot I'm not going to prejudge because honestly for me like the couple trailers and stuff that I saw beforehand looked pretty cool and pretty solid. And I was like, hmm, okay, that looks pretty good. And actually watching it or whatever, I hope, I, I don't know if I'm like overhyping or whatever, but for myself, expectations met and surpassed. And one thing, I, like I said, I wanted to mention as well is that like, they condense and do stuff very differently. They reorder certain things from the anime which honestly like watching this because it's been a long time since I've watched a lot of this material from the very beginning of course I remember you know like like the big key points the the, the march on Alarm Park and you know meeting Sanjay Baratier and uh, Luffy meeting uh, Zoro and stuff at the Marine Base and Alvita, hanging the hat, all that stuff, whatever, all that stuff is here. But certain things happen earlier, some things, some characters kind of get intertwined beforehand. And that is okay. And and I think it's it's fitting for what this is. Cause a big one, and I'm gonna just mention this up front or whatever now, just a moment or whatever, just to just to set the tone or whatever is that out the gate by like episode three or four we already know that Garp is Luffy's grandfather um because first of all Garp is there at Roger's execution which I'm pretty sure he wasn't there in the manga and anime but yeah but pretty early on they have a run-in with Garp um and it's already revealed that he is Luffy's grandfather whereas in the anime and manga that didn't happen for like 300 plus <laughs> episodes or chapters where that reveal came in so little stuff like that it's just like whoa okay you know they just kind of get to the point but like I said it is fitting for what this is because I've enjoyed hearing and seeing so many posts and stuff about people talking about how their parents their friends whoever that have little to no interest in anime maybe have never even seen anime maybe have never even heard of One Piece started watching the show and have fallen in love with the live action adaptation of 
one piece and that that just like warms my heart to see and hear those type of stories and stuff and like the series is like trending number one on netflix in like 80 something countries i think it's probably like like, like the biggest debut of a series that netflix has ever had i believe in their whole history um or if it's not number one it's like pretty freaking up there but um but yeah so so little stuff like that makes sense in the context of this being a live action adaptation whatever because of course it's like come on now like honestly the fact that we even got this one season is a miracle within itself and I truly hope that we get at least a couple more uh, seasons and stuff. Yeah, just because I want to see at least a little bit more. Like I said, of course, I definitely, by no stretch of the imagination, expect them to, over the next decade plus, <laughs> try to cover all 1,000 plus episodes and chapters of One Piece in a Netflix series. But... I definitely would like to see them do at least like a couple more seasons, um, you know, and just kind of just, hey, it just stops when it stops or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so for myself, some of the changes and stuff, whatever, were very interesting because, and I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to think there, there was something else I had watched. Um, oh, Last of Us, when the Last of Us TV show came out earlier this year. It was adapted in a way to where it was enjoyable to watch for both people who were already familiar with the Last of Us game series and people who were fully new, have no context of anything that happened beforehand. So I feel like the, the One Piece show was perfect in that or very uh, good in that way as well to where if you're new to the series, you, you don't know anything about it, you never watched it or read it or whatever, then hey, it's good. And then for people like myself who have watched it, who have read it, who follow the series very closely to see some of the changes and stuff, it, it, it just it just continue to keep that fun factor because you're not sitting there knowing beat for beat what every single thing and moment is going to play out as. And so another cool thing that I loved, and I guess just to kind of show an example, let me pull this up. So this image here, and just just for reference for those of y'all listening to the uh, to the audio only ver- audio only podcast version of this, this shot of after Luffy puts the hat on Nami as a, basically as they're going to march on Arlong Park, or whatever. Somebody had captured a side by side of the manga panel, the scene from the anime, and the scene from the live action, and they freaking nailed it, like off rip and. This is a perfect example of how well and how much love and care was put into all of this stuff because even um, a lot of, because one thing I also like really appreciated was the constant change of their outfits and stuff. And a lot of the outfits were references, especially like Nami's for sure, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the characters or whatever, their outfits were references to either... Uh, early sketches that uh that Oda had drew of the characters before the series started when it's kind of like trying to figure out what they're going to look like and stuff to homages to different cover pages and color spreads and stuff of the series so that was like pretty dope that you know it, it kind of kept things fresh with 
the outfits changing up every now and then for the different characters and it paying homage to these um to these special moments and stuff that like i said it's like hey for just the casual watchers like okay cool all the different outfits but for the like eagle-eyed people with the microscope easter egg hunting people or whatever that stuff is like very dope and another thing that i just like simply loved and adored was the title cards so and, and, I, and i forget to mention this up front before i just delve into this or whatever but the this the one piece live action it is eight episodes on netflix and all of them are at least an hour some of them a little bit more a little bit less but roughly an hour piece for all eight for all eight episodes and all eight episodes had different custom made title cards so you had the luffy one for episode one buggy usopp zoro uh, sanji or zef sanji nami and arlong and all of these freaking title screens look so dope i also loved how they did with the uh with the different uh bounty reveals and stuff too to where it was kind of like fourth wall breaking with the bounty reveals oh i i couldn't find i was trying to find an example but basically they did like, like these like cool like fourth wall breaking moments to where like the bounty poster be up on screen from the person's face um and then like 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 the bright red flash of like their bounty number and stuff and then each character had different ways that they you know uh responded to it or whatever like arlong like like chewed through it um somebody else like slashed through there i think coro matter slashed through his um I think Don Creek just like grabbed it, bought it up, tossed it on the ground. It, it was like super dope how they did it, and it, it was just it was just like it was just like one of like my favorite parts where it was like, okay, this you know this, this big bad character pops up, boom, bounty poster, bright red what their bounty is, and then them kind of like knocking it out the way or tearing it up or whatever the case may be, whatever was a very nice and very cool touch. Um, but um but yeah so like i mentioned earlier a lot of different moments and stuff were kind of placed to different spots or whatever but i definitely say like for me like all of the villains and stuff were a definite highlight like buggy was awesome um uh, uh buggy arlong and all the fishmen kuro and all the stuff that happened with him and Usopp and Kaya on a Serp village and stuff, like all that stuff, because a lot of people were kind of equating like the Kuro stuff to uh, um, like a slasher villain, kind of like like a Freddy Krueger with like 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 the long nails type of vibe and stuff. But um, but yeah, man. But all in all, like the freaking One Piece live action, like it, it stole my heart. It just made me so happy because like even through watching that first episode alone or whatever i couldn't help but to smile of like man like they're really pulling this off and after i finished watching the first episode i was like yeah yeah we we, we supposed to go in and i took my time and watched it over the course of like two or so days and just kind of like watching it here and there between you know some games and stuff i was playing which i'll talk about later but um but it, it was just such a joy to watch and to 
be part of the community and stuff, see all the different reactions, the the post on social media and stuff, whatever people celebrating it. Um, people with their hot takes because one, it kind of like pissed me off a little bit or just kind of was like, really? Like we starting already was because uh, I believe because it came out Thursday morning on the 31st. Um, so I remember I woke up that morning and I was like, oh, yeah, today's the day. I wonder, is it already up? Open up, open up the Netflix app. As soon as you open up the app, boom, giant one piece live action splash screen thing uh right in front of me I'm like, okay cool it's already there open up instagram the first person the first first post i see on instagram when it refreshes or whatever is somebody might have posted somebody like so at what moment did you turn off the one piece live action or whatever and just talking down like oh my god dog the thing been out for barely a couple hours <laughs> and the person was going in or whatever but I don't want to feed any any more negative energy to that type of stuff, whatever. But it was like, come on, y'all. It's not have an open mind and know that this is going to be something different than what you've been watching for thousands of episodes, reading for thousands of chapters and experiencing for however long you've been experiencing One Piece, whether it's been a year, 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years this is its own thing and i will definitely continue to beat the drum of it um because like i said it's been a couple a day or so since i've finished watching that last episode or whatever and i'm just excited to go through and watch different people's uh, reaction streams and stuff to it and just continue to hear the different thoughts and stuff of it because this is truly a special show and not just because of course yes I do love One Piece, so that's going to lean towards it. But I legit feel like it is a solid show. Like I said, considering what One Piece is and how larger than life and how wacky a lot of the abilities and stuff is or whatever, that we all know in our hearts, like I said, this isn't going to get a million seasons or whatever, but I hope that it does get a couple more seasons because, for one, I want to see crocodile and the alabaster arc i want to see freaking del flamingo even though i i, I doubt I, I don't expect us to get to the del flamingo fight but i just want to see somebody just rocking the the pink fur with the sunglasses and stuff or whatever with 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 the del flamingos walk and stuff man like that that's the stuff i just want to see is just those moments because man I'm, I'm already imagining Doflamingo's bounty post or whatever and like him turning it into string or crocodile his bounty poster he's turning it into sand and stuff but um but yeah man like everything was done so well yes there are some details and things you can kind of gripe on and things you can kind of like freeze frame of like oh look at this one frame it looks sort of off whatever but it's like man come on now you know, like I said, I, I don't really care about all that stuff. And like in some ways, I'm glad I don't have that super deep analytical eye for this stuff. Like I'm glad I'm not like a lot of these people that are like, hey, the only content that I mainly do is one piece content or whatever, where they got everything under a super mega ultra microscope, which like, hey, if that's what you do, cool. But for myself, that's why I like that I have my variety of stuff that I talk about and cover is that like yes I can get critical if I want to but I try not to get 
so overly critical to where I take the fun out of it. You know, like like I said, like when when it, especially when it's not necessarily called for or whatever. So or, and plus, like I said, there's plenty of other people out there that does that that y'all can go to for that stuff, or whatever. But for me, I just want to try to highlight and share my thought and uh and love for the things that I'm enjoying. So so yeah, so shout out to One Piece live action. Um, super dope. Um, I'm trying to think is there anything else specific with the show. Um, of course, the Zoro versus Mihawk moments and stuff was super dope. Um, that that whole thing in general with freaking um, uh, when we kind of first get introduced to Mihawk, and it's because of a uh, Garp calling him directly, being like, "Hey, I got something I need you to go do, or whatever." And that's kind of where they throw in Don Creek and stuff. A lot of people are like, "Man, what?" Why is it where's Don Creek at Baratier or whatever? Well, they put Don Creek over here in a scene with uh with Mihawk and getting getting towed up by Mihawk or whatever. And uh and yeah, all that stuff was dope and then of course uh spoiler for kind of how things wrap up in a way where you kind of get like this uh well first of all, the whole man, another scene that I love and everybody was just Saying that, like, yo, this pretty much just confirms the fishmen are black. There's like this scene where um, they're in all Arlong Park or whatever, and they're partying or whatever. They're freaking playing hip hop, freaking trap music, because freaking heck, even even Arlong's theme when he first kind of pops up, whatever, to to have when he pops up with Buggy. That was dope seeing Buggy and Arlong interacting and stuff, whatever. That was pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, but like, like it was kind of like a hip hop vibe. But like, man, they at the party, at the pool, chilling, drinking, dancing, all along in the chair, hyping up and stuff, whatever, with this chains on. It was like, come on now. <laughs> it, it was just so dope. But um, but yeah, that that whole scene was super super cool. And then seeing you know Luffy them fight all along and fight the different fishmen and stuff. And then, like I said, the, the kind of like the end of that, of the, uh, the, uh, after all the aftermath or whatever, we also get to see freaking Mihawk meet up with Shanks and they have a conversation and stuff, whatever about, cause basically he takes, uh, Shanks, Luffy's, uh, bounty post or whatever, and they all party and celebrate or whatever. And so that, that stuff was just, just like very dope, um. And like I said, just like kind of, kind of like with the uh, like, like the early reveal of like, oh, Garp is Luffy's grandfather. They also, you know, already touch on Shanks and Mihawk having some type of, you know, uh, history and rivalry and stuff. And even same thing with Buggy and Shanks, whatever, but like them being on the same crew and stuff back in the day or whatever. So all that stuff was like pretty dope. That all this stuff that took hundreds and hundreds of episodes to get revealed in the anime and manga was like now we're gonna kind of like already set up some of these story beats and stuff like say it, it flows good for what this is um i loved the casting of uh of uh nami's sister in this and she 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 was dope she was beautiful and that whole arc and stuff of you know, getting Nami's flashback and all that stuff uh, with, with with her mom, Bellamere. 
everything was just, was just so well done. Getting Usopp's flashback, a little bit of Sanji's flashback with him and Zeph on the rock and all that stuff and the stuff in the Baratier and Zoro's backstory with uh, Kuina. All good. Like I said, considering what all they covered in the span of eight episodes, they they did the best they could with with uh, with the time frame that they had. Yeah, I just checked it. Yeah, they they pretty much condensed, um, or not not necessarily condensed, but they they took a lot of a lot of elements, or whatever, from almost a hundred chapters. Cause I was just scrolling through just to refresh my memory, or whatever. And yeah, cause like they they were still like fighting Arlong and like <laughs> in like the early nineties as far as chapters. That's just where that stuff had got to, or whatever. So the fact that they were able to kind of like cherry pick, you know, everything with the five main crew that started it all, Luffy, Sanji, or Luffy, Nami, Zoro, Usopp, and Sanji, and condense it all, give you flashbacks for uh, for all of them, have more or less kind of like an episode or so roughly dedicated to each one. And the big, most of the big moments covered. And, uh, yeah, so, like I said, of course, unfortunately, there was a lot of other, like, smaller moments. Excuse me. There were kind of, uh, cut out, unfortunately, whatever. But, given the situation, it, it is what it is. So, but, um, but, yeah. So, all in all, um, very dope. Um, oh, Kobe was pretty cool and stuff as well. Hell, Meppo. Like shout shout out to whoever was the uh the actor that played Helmeppo. He definitely had that cocky, arrogant vibe that Helmeppo had early on in the series and uh, stuff that, that that just made you eager to want to punch him in the face and stuff, whatever. So um so yeah, so I I, I loved all that. But anywho, I've been going on for a long time. Like I I I wasn't planning on doing like a all this recap and stuff, whatever, but this just shows how dope and how fun this show was. So, hey, if, if you happen to listen to all of that and you still haven't watched it, go watch it. Go give it an honest and fair chance. Um, even if you've never watched the anime or manga, honestly, that probably is for the best. Is that, hey, you're coming in with fresh ears and eyes and, you know, a blank, you know, little to no expectations, whatever. So it might be better for you to watch it with no previous baggage, so to speak, or whatever. So, but yeah, so shout out to the freaking team that put it together. Hey, Danny's talk approves of the One Piece live action. And uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully us getting more someday. So, now going on from One Piece. A uh, couple of things I just want to touch on briefly or whatever, because um, I'm going to do more in-depth stuff with this later on. But I kind of just wanted to touch on real quick about some gaming stuff and also kind of point out some stuff for those of y'all, especially those of y'all that are audio-only people or whatever, on some cool new stuff that I've started doing. So I finally got some stuff figured out, which ended up being pretty simple. But... I kind of was reminded and got stuff set up to where I can remote play my PS5 from where it's out in my room to in here in my closet where I have my stuff set up to here on this on my on my laptop and stuff 
so I can stream it from my PS5 to my to my laptop and play it in here, which means that I can capture my gameplay within my OBS setup and stuff that, that y'all see this stuff on or whatever, which means I can now start uploading actual gameplay and stuff whatever to YouTube. So um, in the last uh, week or whatever, I've uploaded uh, the first hour and some change of Sea of Stars, which I'm going to touch on in a second, Under the Waves, which I'm going to touch on in a second, and then um, one that will be up the day that, that y'all are hearing this called uh, Chance of Sonar. It's a demo for that one or whatever. So getting a chance to kind of, because I've, I've, I've mentioned before in previous episodes that I've really missed getting deep into gaming i've just i don't know just like life and just different stuff whatever i just haven't really been able to play and experience it like i normally would and so me being able to do the streaming or whatever even without whatever i don't record just me being able to have this kind of like quiet space to myself i can put on my headphones shut off my lights whatever and just enjoy a game in my own little bubble has been very nice and so, um, so yeah, so if y'all would go check out that stuff over on the YouTube channel. Um, I thought about maybe streaming it on Twitch, or whatever, but I don't know if I'm to the point yet where I want to stream yet. So, and if I do, I, th I think I might kind of want to at least like for now, maybe just keep all my stuff on YouTube, just so I can kind of just focus in one area right now, so I don't uh, run the risk of like trying to stretch myself too thin with Twitch and a bunch of other stuff, whatever. But, um, but yeah, so th th this is just like very exciting. Like, so I've kind of opened up another potential path of being able to talk about games and stuff because, yeah, I, I do enjoy talking about stuff like I do with this, but with gaming specifically, I love being able to show off different stuff that I'm talking about. And so, just even the fact of like, hey, I can just play through the first hour of the game. And give my commentary and stuff of it as I'm playing it or whatever. I think it's pretty dope and something that I look forward to doing more of and stuff. So, and I hope that y'all look forward to more of that as well. Now, before I dive into the game specifically, I want to shout out. I treated me and my wife to some new controllers this weekend because Vash just being Vash uh, on my my original PS5 controller, like one of the thumbsticks. Like the rubber part of it was kind of coming off, so that made it a little bit uncomfortable. And some, especially like for my adult size hands, him with his little five year old hands, he doesn't even know or feel the difference or whatever. But I'm still gonna eventually get like a like little like replacement thing to kind of just like go over the top of it to make it smooth again. But he messed it up on mine, and my wife's controller got all sticky and but it's not as responsive or whatever. So I was like, you know what, treat each other to or treat us both to some stuff. So. I got my wife this uh this kind of like purplish blue Xbox Series controller. It's the uh, it's the Stellar Shift color scheme that they put out recently. And for myself, I knew this was coming, and I promised myself I wouldn't miss out on something dope again because I, I still kick myself in the butt for missing out on that God of War Ragnarok controller. Which hey, if anybody out there is listening or hearing this, if you come across that controller. And you feel like treating your boy to something as a Christmas gift, birthday gift, or whatever. I would greatly appreciate that because, man, that game was, that controller was meant for me. It was blue, my favorite color. Had wolves on it or whatever. And it's God of War themed. 
But I, I, and in hindsight, I don't know why I didn't freaking just pre-order it like I did with this. Whatever, just put at least five bucks on it. I know I have one waiting for me, but it is what it is. But I ended up getting the Spider-Man Two custom controller. It's nothing too extravagant or whatever, but I still like it or whatever. It's got the Spider-Man symbol on the touchpad, and then it kind of has like the uh, the black symbiote going pretty much across most of the controller except for the uh the right side with the uh the face buttons and stuff whatever you see the tendrils and stuff and then it's a little bit of splash of red over there so but um but yeah so and, and it's been nice having a controller that's like responsive <laughs> when i'm clicking buttons and stuff whatever nothing is sticky and stuff whatever but um so yeah so shout, shout out to us for like i said get, getting that or whatever and uh, yeah, so like I said, they kind of set me up for some more prime gaming and stuff. Um, I also want to kind of get maybe like a capture card or something so I can also capture from the Switch and stuff too. Um, just so I can kind of get get more gaming stuff out there or whatever because I kind of want to, you know, get some things going, build up that part of my audience and stuff as well. Because um, hey, I... <laughs> I mentioned on Twitter the other day, I was like, I don't want to get so big and well-known to where I can't go out in public or I can't go to the store without somebody be like, hey, is that Rob from Dennis to Talk or whatever? I doubt I will ever get that big. But I want to get just big enough to where it's like, maybe, you know, maybe some publishers might maybe want to send your boy some, uh, some game codes and stuff or, hey, maybe even some controllers or custom consoles and stuff because uh, shout out to uh, I saw uh, Paris Lily from uh, from uh, Gamertag Radio and kind of funny he got like this like uh, Starfield special edition box thing with the controller and the headset and stuff and he also got the the uh, the custom Spider-Man 2 PlayStation 5 so and hey as a dad with a household full of gamers from my wife to all my all five of my kids or whatever Hey, if I can get some extra consoles and stuff too, whatever, <laughs> that that would be extra cherries on top. But um, but yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so going on from there, touching on a couple of games and stuff as well, which like I said, I, I put up a little bit of a gameplay for both of these, but still wanted to shout them out though and show them off, even though I'm, I'm gonna do more, um, uh, probably probably like a proper review once I actually finish them and stuff, whatever. But so starting off with uh, Sea of Stars, so let me see. And I'm showing off this is my gameplay video, whatever, just to have it on the screen. But um, so Sea of Stars is kind of like like an old school turn-based um, RPG role-playing game, and you basically play play as these two characters, um, Valir and Zell. Valir, she is like a uh, uh, born on the winter solstice and uh zell he's born on the uh the summer solstice and so you have these different powers and abilities and basically it is more or less kind of kind of, kind of like a hero's tale towards these two um uh chosen warriors and their best friend who's just a regular person um going on a on a adventure to basically take down this um this great evil and so one thing about the game that i really enjoy is like first of all the visuals of it is freaking beautiful i love the art style of it 
Um, the music has been fantastic. I love the freaking soundtrack and all the different music, the sound effects and stuff too. Cause I like like the little like like the little like when you're like leveling up and getting XP and stuff, whatever. It's super dope. All the different music and stuff from all the locations is super cool. I love all the different powers and stuff because you can you have your you have like a basic like melee attack and then you have like your special powers and abilities and stuff and some of them have multiple traits or multiple types and stuff and there's combo moves between the different characters in your party and you also get more playable characters later on in the game and stuff as well but um but yeah and just like just like all the different locations you go to the variety of enemies and stuff as well has been pretty dope to see and um yeah like so i i just like really enjoyed uh playing through this game and just trying to see how um just, just to see like what new thing is around the corner because I, I love like so like the variety of enemies the variety of the the combat and stuff as well like okay a new set of enemies how do how am i gonna tackle with this set of enemies and stuff um the different environmental puzzles and stuff is pretty cool as well but um and all in all I've, I've heard the game is roughly maybe like 30 or so hours um i'm close to hitting the 20 hour mark already which is very huge for me <laughs> that i've dedicated that much time to a game like this but that just kind of shows like how special and how much i'm really loving this game that i've managed to put in almost 20 hours in less than a week um but yeah so that, that's pretty much in a, in a general nutshell sea of stars um like i said if you want to see more lengthy gameplay or whatever go check out my youtube channel where i have that hour and some change of the gameplay so moving on to the next game this next one is called under the waves now under the waves you basically it, it takes place basically you're playing as like a deep sea diver who you have some personal stuff going on in life i don't know if what it with the a wife a girlfriend fiance whatever but basically things were at a point where y'all kind of needed some space or whatever and you kind of need to like to get away with it kind of like figure yourself out or whatever and so you take up this uh this kind of a deep sea diving gig or whatever to where basically you have different tasks and stuff that you or different missions that you're tasked with and so it's just you in the deep sea with your submarine and stuff um going around doing different missions and objectives while also getting some story beats and stuff um because you also have um, a person in your ear along the way that's kind of like on the radio that seems to be familiar with you familiar with your family your dad and stuff and uh, Y'all kind of conversate about life about the different tasks and missions and stuff that you have and This is one that I know it's not like super mega ultra long but it is definitely like very story heavy um, which I enjoy y'all know your boy is all about the story focused games but this one with the visuals and the setting and stuff like it does such a great job of just like really putting you in this like isolated environment and stuff man Cause, like I said you in this submarine 
And even with other submarine like like when you're just like scuba diving around and you're going to an objective or whatever, <laughs> it truly gives you a sense of scale for like how deep and spread out this environment and stuff is because there's been certain objectives I start swimming to in just my scuba gear and I get a little ways and I'm like and I'm already seeing like my oxygen level going down and I'm like Maybe I should drive the submarine over there, and, I, um, and I'm always happy that I do um, because it always ends up being maybe like a little bit farther than what you might think it is. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, so you're kind of like having to like manage your oxygen and stuff, which is nothing too crazy, or whatever, because it's not ticking away super fast. And whenever you get back into your submarine, it automatically refills your oxygen tanks and stuff. And the same thing with the submarine, too. It has like a fuel tank that kind of runs out and stuff, but whenever you get back to your main base and you kind of like dock it or whatever, it automatically refills and stuff as well. So, um, so yeah, so so under the waves, um, the studio that's behind it, um, I haven't played too much more too much of their stuff, but the thing that kind of put this on my radar is that it is published by Quantic Dream, and I've loved a lot of Quantic Dream's games from Heavy Rain. Beyond Two Souls, um, Detroit Become Human, and so the fact that they kind of like put their support behind this game, I was like, okay, that's what initially put it on my radar, radar earlier in the year or whenever it was, and so I definitely had to get in and to check it out. Um, now, I know I've heard that the game isn't super long. I've heard it's maybe six to ten hours it's, it's definitely like under ten hours is like what I'm hearing on average or whatever which is fine by me like I said especially before like a story focused game or whatever um, that that is cool and fine by me but uh, but yeah so go check out like I said if you're interested in seeing more in depth um, I got the first hour and some change on my YouTube channel of that as well but like I said I am ready to, to see more of what's going on explore the environment and just to learn more about this main character like what stuff he is kind of um going through because he's also he's also having like these um these night terrors and stuff that is like okay man you got some baggage and some stuff that you need to <laughs> that you need to unpack man so um so yeah so under the waves um that one's out now um and, oh and i forgot to mention earlier so sea of stars that is available on all the PlayStation systems, all the Xbox systems, Switch and PC. Um, it is currently available part of Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus Extra, which is how I'm playing it right now. And there's a demo available on all those platforms as well. So if you kind of want to get like a little bit of a taste of what the game is, how it looks, how it feels, what the gameplay is like, go check out the demo for that as well. Um, under the waves, let me see. Let me look that up again, because I think, let me see. Um, okay, yeah, this one's on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and PC, um, and stuff as well. So both of these games, I believe, is about 30 bucks, and they're both out right now. So last game I want to touch on, and like I said, by the time some of y'all are seeing this, the gameplay video might be up. <laughs> Maybe whatever I got it uploaded or whatever. I just gotta do some uh thumbnail stuff, but um but this game called uh Chance of Sonar. Now this is kind of like a this is kind of like a puzzle adventure type of game. And the interesting thing about this is that it kind of deals with 
um, the the key component of this is kind of like deciphering these glyphs that you come across to kind of help you um, get through dialogue with people in the, of the, that you encounter because they're speaking a different language as well as kind of like helping you solve different puzzles and stuff now the first time I played through the demo or whatever it took me maybe like 45 minutes to play through the demo or whatever but that was kind of like me kind of like getting my bearings and stuff but like once I kind of figured it out I was like okay a lot of stuff you can kind of like go through and figure out without having to know at all because there's a lot of like context clues and some of it is kind of like common sense to where okay there's a lever and there's a sign to where it's like 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 the picture for like the top of the lever it has a symbol and then another symbol and then at the bottom it has a symbol and then a repeat of that second symbol from the top whatever and so it's basically okay clearly this is open and closed and then I'm guessing this is door or a gate or something or whatever and so you kind of get you know piecing those together whatever and then eventually you get this moment where you get like like you're like a your journal opens up it has three pictures and it gives you some glyphs on the side and you basically have to match up what glyph goes with which image and then once you match them up correctly it will reveal the actual true meaning or saying of the word and then once you unlock it that one time it is then forever unlocked so that as you do more missions or whatever the case may be talking to more people whatever it makes it a little bit easier to to decipher those uh those uh sentences and communications and stuff and so um so yeah so and, and the visual style of it is like very striking as well it's kind of like this kind of like yellowish environment with a lot of reds and stuff too um it, it, it just it really just grabs your attention like i said that, that's what made me check out the demo because i was like i was looking through um um, oh, my previous episode when I was talking about games I'm looking forward to for this year, I was scrolling through the, the, the game release calendar that Game Informer had, and it had this game listing. When I looked it up and looked, played the trailer for it, immediately the visual style of it caught my attention. I was like, yo, okay, I need to check this out. And then, boom, there was a demo of it. So, I'm, okay, I'm going to play that or whatever. So, um, so, yeah. So, check that out. Like I said, um, the second time I played through the demo, I beat it in in under 30 minutes so demo once you kind of figure out what's going on doesn't take super long but hey you can kind of like live in the world and check it out and get used to your bearings and stuff whatever so but um but yeah so chance of sonora that one is out today as the time of me uh putting this out and um uh, yeah i think that's it as far as like games i wanted to highlight that i've been playing lately like i said i'm happy that i got that stuff set up so i can do more gaming and stuff going forward and uh yeah so be on the lookout for more gaming stuff on your on on the danny's talk youtube channel and uh i'm trying to think aside from that um a couple things i'll just point or just mention as well just like general um news and stuff whatever uh freaking playstation plus <laughs> all tiers are going up um the basic tier and by the time y'all are seeing this it'll probably the 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 new update uh, the new updated tiers is going live on the 6th, uh, September 6th. So, if you're going to stack more time or whatever, you better do it now. Um, but it's, it's going up, whatever. Um, the the essential tier is going up from, 
how I had it pulled up. Uh, so yeah, so so the so the essential tier is going up, and this is for the year price from sixty dollars to eighty dollars, so twenty dollar increase. The uh, extra tier going from a hundred to one hundred and thirty-five. That's the tier I have now. That's thirty-five extra bucks. Yeah. Um, and my stuff is good to the to the beginning of next year, but I'm like, oh man, if I had the money, I probably would stack up at least another year. But um, and then the biggest one, premium, is going from one hundred and twenty to one hundred and sixty. So a forty-dollar price increase. Like man. <laughs> that's pretty insane but that, that's kind of been the thing all across the board like everybody disney plus and hulu and netflix and everybody uh, youtube um youtube red everything is like freaking all subscriptions and stuff is going up and it's just freaking ridiculous man but um but yeah i saw you want to just put that on y'all's radar for that um aside from that i don't think there's too much else i wanted to to um touch on like i said i'm, I'm gonna do another episode um, about some other stuff that I've been watching and playing and all that stuff um, in the coming days and weeks. Um, let me see. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else. But um, like I said, I, I was just excited to come on and to, to talk about uh, the One Piece live action, Sea of Stars and Under the Waves and a few other things like that. Um, but it is past midnight. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Um, oh, and I have a review for Sora and the House of Monsters manga volume one coming out in the coming days and stuff as well because I've already recorded that. That was a pretty dope one um, about this this um, this girl who's training to be a warrior now having to find a new passion in life by teaming up with these dwarves to go around and to help build houses for monsters for different monster races so goblins griffins slimes orcs so on and so forth or whatever so pretty interesting unique series be on the lookout for that and uh yeah aside from that you know i'm still watching my anime my shows um of course everything kind of got put on hold with all the gaming i've been doing and the one piece live action so i haven't watched too many anime or whatever but um in the coming weeks i will do a fall preview uh fall anime season preview episode um just because there's a lot of dope stuff coming i want to make sure i put on y'all's radar and uh yeah so with that being said i'm gonna wrap it up so thank y'all so much for watching and listening um let me know what y'all think about everything one piece live action csrs under the waves let me know what y'all are playing what y'all are watching all that good stuff you can always hit me up everywhere at danny's to talk and make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can catch all the gameplay stuff and just all the video versions of everything that I do. And if you enjoy just the audio version, make sure you're, make sure you're following on Spotify, which that's also I think that also just got a price increase too. But on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc., find me everywhere at Danny's to Talk. And with that, I am out. Y'all be easy. Y'all have an awesome day and or week, and I will catch y'all in the next one. As I always say. Treat yourself to something nice, read some manga, watch some anime and TV, play some video games, and live your best life. And with that, I am out. This dad is sleepy, but it's been a good weekend. Catch you on the next one. Peace.